every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use the mobile device, your mobile device today to join today and make sure, make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show where we talk, of course, about the Arizona Cardinals here in the land of uh, the Valley of the Sun in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is Ed Easy Smith. He played not only professional baseball, but also played in the National Football League as well, was on that first team for the uh, Atlanta Falcons that went to the Super Bowl. How you living, man? Man, I'm drained after all this doggone football today. I just, you know, I still feel like I'm almost playing, man. All this man. excitement and back and forth, and it's crazy, bro. You, I, this is what you love. This and Little League World Series. This is what you love. Hey, best time of the year, man. Like I said, I wish they could combine the two of them. Just do them all. To see. <laughs> oh man! So coming into this week, so we're of course we're we're going to be recapping. We do this thing two times a week, so on Mondays and Thursdays. So make sure you tell a friend, uh, subscribe, all those good things. Make sure you tell a friend. We it, it is appreciated. And so we on Mondays we kind of look back at the most recent game, and Thursdays we look ahead to the next to the next opponent, and also clean up some things that have happened since the since the the Monday the Monday show. So this week we are talking about the uh, the end of the game or the 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 conclusion of the game for the Rams coming to the Valley of the Sun to State Farm Stadium and being victorious over the Arizona Cardinals. 20 what was that final score 20 to 12 20 to 12 20 to 12 man so we're going to get into it i want of course ed's thoughts on this game there i'm gonna throw a couple of stats at you and get your get your feedback and there i think that there are some recurring things and as you jumped on i was listening to the uh to to the flagship station of the uh, of the arizona cardinals listening to ron wolfley and uh, dave pash kind of wrap things up and talk about it and we've talked about this they're they're mentioning the same things on offense that i'm going to mention to you um that we've talked about before so i'm going to mention these again but so tw- 20 to 12 so you might think that they score two touchdowns and try to go for the extra point. No, four field goals, four field goals. And I'm going to throw something out at you, man. Four drives of 10 plus plays for the Arizona Cardinals. And in, and not each one of those drives resulted in a, in a field goal. There was actually a, a one field goal from a, from an eight play drive, but it's, you're not able to punch it into the end zone. Uh, you're just your thoughts from that. And then we'll kind of take it from there. But we, we had, um, I know I'm going to mess my man's name up, Siapala, uh, Mr. Siapala from from uh, yeah. so from from Rams Radio, and he thought that the that the Arizona Cardinals would be victorious, but coming into this game, Stafford had five interceptions of the first couple of weeks of the season. Didn't have to worry about that because there were no no interceptions. Uh, neither neither quarterback threw interceptions, but let's start with that. The the four drives, ten plus with ten plus plays that that either yielded a field goal or no points at all. 
man, death by the dink and dunk, bro. I mean, we just, you know, and I think, we, you know, we get our text messages on during the game. And I, I think I threw one out there after one of the field goals after like a 15 play drive or whatever. And I was being sarcastic, obviously, but I, just, I think I said, was that a 24 play drive for a net of 14 yards? I mean, it felt like it. I mean, right, right. I, it was one of those things, man, where we have just not been explosive at all. And if you think about it, that's supposedly our calling card yeah. in terms of having this dynamic quarterback. Uh, and I know we're minus Hopkins right now, but, but that you shouldn't know, be. That should not. It be shouldn't be not that. to this extreme. No. You know, we we've, we've got supposedly all these weapons. You know, we have a I guess a halfway decent running game. Yet every time you turn around, it's like third and two. You know, first and ten, second and seven, third and four. You know, oh, we didn't get it. And then, man, how many fourth downs are we going to go for? Which I applaud the aggressiveness. But, I mean, golly, you can't – I mean, nothing is easy for this team offensively right now. And it, it the, the thing is, Jay, when you don't have explosiveness mixed into your, uh, I guess, game plan, it makes mm-hmm. it so hard because if you're going to – if every drive has to be 15 plays, 80 yards, it's not going to work. And if you get behind, oh my And if goodness. you fall behind the sticks, that's even worse. We're, we're at the point now where, like I said, every, every drive consists of three or four third and shorts. And, and then to cap it all off, if you're going to have those drives, which we do, and you're not punching them in, celebrating in the end zone and in place of that, you're kicking balls through the uprights. I, you know, it, I, the Rams got off easy in this one, to be honest with you. I don't know whether yeah. they, they just, because I mean, 20 to 12 is not, should not have been the score of this game. Once again, we fell behind earlier, um, scored a field goal, I think at the end of the first half. No, we yeah. got six. We got two field goals in the first half. So, and I, I this is the third game in a row, Jay, we, we scored zero points in the first quarter. Right. So, you know, we're not doing anything coming out of the box. Uh, the other team is, you know, getting theirs, whether it be the Chiefs in the first game, you know, Raiders had us down 20 nothing at the end of the first half. And this one, I guess we were fortunate to only be down 13-6, to six, but we just cannot continue to do that. And it's – excuse me, I'm sorry. It's just one of those things, man, where it's just where is this explosiveness? What uh, You know, what, what are – like, remember I always ask you, Jay, what is the identity – Yes. Of this, not just team, but offense, because you can break everything down. It's either, you know, you're, you're, you're nasty on defense, you're uh, explosive on offense, you know, and then right. overall your team is X, Y, Z. I, we are about as boring and bland. I joked with you guys while doing the text. I fell asleep on the couch watching this game. It was, from our aspect, it was so boring yeah. offensively. And I, I don't know what the, you know, I don't know what the recipe to, to fix this is but man it's bad right now so a couple of things that you mentioned one of those is one thing i want to talk about with those third and twos i mean if if you can't if you can't punch it in on the third and two right I, and I, I never played you played so that so that's why you are here to 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 be to be the yin to my yang and bounce me out and all that but what if they got under center what if they got under center a little bit more to be able to keep the defense off balance because oh you're oh, I know you're going to they they passed one time on on third and two uh, and there was one they they went forward on third and two they didn't convert um, and and they so they went forward on fourth down and then ended up converting but the thing is 
if I know that you're in that third and short situation and you're in the shotgun again, your options are limited. Give yourself more, open up more of the universe to yourself, a larger circle to work within as opposed to a smaller circle to be able to try to, to try to, to try to execute out of. I don't, I don't recall. Well, did, did we have a snap under center today? Maybe one or two or I don't believe so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't recall. It, maybe it happened, but if it was, it was that shooting star. Normally, because, you know, I'm, you know, our, both of our eyes are on that. So I'm always looking for it. Right. The fact that I can't remember one leads me to believe we might not have had one, a one today. And just as you say, Jay, when you have that many third and shorts, fourth and shorts, these are times when you get your quarterback under center. At one point, I almost texted the text you and I was like, it'd be a great spot for a quarterback sneak, wouldn't it be? You know, <laughs> like Everybody else does it except yeah. for us. We'd actually have to have our quarterback under center to actually do that right and i don't know whether it's his trepidation he doesn't like to get under there and he's made it known to the coaching staff i'm not comfortable under there or it's just not in kingsbury's game plan i find it hard to believe that any head coach in the nfl doesn't have his quarterback under center uh, for at least a couple different plays i mentioned to you all the time jay even like different formations you can run power. You can run these different running plays, boots, and stuff like that. Right. Only so many ways. The yes. window dressing is the formation. As far as I last checked, quarterback under center is still a formation. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, we, we don't get to it. And it just stunts everything as far as our, our you know, ability to run the ball, ability to use more play action, ability even to do some boots out of that because Kyler would be killed. Imagine if you had I formation downhill uh, with Connor coming, looking like he's going, you know, on a third and two or something like that. Like he's going to barrel through. And then all of a sudden Kyler's leaking out the backside after a, a great uh, play action fake. That's unstoppable with his speed. Yet we don't take advantage of that at all. Now, again, one thing that is again, sitting watching here in, in my humble abode. Uh, one thing that I noticed, and I'm sure you noticed this as well. And my youngest son noticed it another slow start another yes. slow start so what the slow start what what can be what are some reasons that to attribute to slow starts and what can a, the offensive play caller do to to try to avoid these slow starts because they're they get behind it doesn't matter they got the ball first this time they, and they still yielded no points and then they had to punt it and all, all that all that stuff but what are some of the things that when you on teams that you were on like slow starts, is it, is it because of what, what, what can be attributed to that? And how can you, as, fix it? as simple as it's, as, as it might be Jay, bad game plan, bad execution. Mm. You know, there's, there are no recipes for those two things. I'm not sure. And now, you know, and you know, you hung around me enough and you've very astute and you know that a lot of these, the first 15, they're scripted plays. Right. First 15 or to 20 are scripted plays and what the OC or head coach in this instance, what they're trying to do, they're trying to set up scenarios. They want to see what are you doing against this formation? Uh, are you breaking tendencies? Are you stick, sticking with your normal game plan? Uh, we, what are you doing against these, this grouping? Meaning we come out in four wide, uh, two tight end, whatever it is, you know, maybe one back or with four wide, whatever it is. And what are you doing situationally within those first 15 plays? Because what you're doing, you're putting those scenarios in your data bank, your memory bank for, because you got to remember, it's a 60-minute game. You're putting those away and starting to develop 
right. how we're going to attack this team. We have this bunch of plays that work well against cover two, or if they go man and we think they're going to blitz, these are those blitz beaters. What we want to do is force your hand by showing you a couple of things, seeing how you react to them. Then we do it. And if, whether we have success or not, it, you know, it's kind of setting the path for the day. I don't know. Honestly, I'm looking at the first, and you got to remember this too, Jay. We're coming out three and out, punt, three and out, punt. Mm. I mean, you're not establishing anything within those first three to four drives of the game. So later on, you don't have anything to fall back on in terms of, you know, this is what we've seen. This This is what worked. We got that look out of this formation. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it looks like it's so scattered in terms of, hey, maybe this will work. And no, that didn't work. And you know, you see those uh, movies like the the sports movies where they're ripping the stuff up on the sideline, throwing yeah. it in the air. Yeah, forget that one. It's almost like you know we don't really have a game plan because you know there's no excuse for you. Sh- you should have your top fifteen plays right. for success, and you come out and those are plays that you know. You look at some of these other teams and the way they come out and it's like boom, it's like surgical. Because they they have a plan, they know, and then what happens after those first fifteen? Everybody starts making the adjustments. But we're not even forcing them to make adjustments. We're just going out there and running stuff. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But then we're getting off to those slow, sluggish starts. And on the flip side, Jay, we're not stopping them from their script working. So right. now we're behind, you know, as we were with the Chiefs, as we were with the Raiders, once again as we were uh, against the Rams here. So if we believe in the Arizona Cardinals, so again, the, the, the Cardinals fall to the Los Angeles Rams 20 to 12. If I told you that Kyler Murray finished the game with 314 yards passing, but no interceptions. Uh, if I told you that, um, I don't know, if I told you that James Conner got maybe 13 carries, you might say, okay, they, they may have been in that game. And the 2012 score, I don't believe is indicative of, of how I never felt that the Cardinals were in this game, but 58 pass attempts for Kyler Murray, 70 yards rushing. I thought that they had maybe turned a corner last week uh, with that comeback victory over the Las Vegas Raiders in, in, where they 140 plus yards rushing. And it just seems that there were, there were some miscues, multiple miscues from the, the, the established veteran Hudson. And, and I, I don't know what's going on here, but 58 we you don't ever want your quarterback as, as talented as he is to have 58 dropbacks. Do you? Not at all. And I mean, you know, you look at the overall 21 rushes and one of them, let me see, Kyler had two of those. So basically 19 rushing attempts minus Kyler and his scrambling. So 19 rushing attempts, 58 passing plays. And the problem with that, Jay, is one, it's so unbalanced. And normally in a game like this, you'd say, well, man, they must have been way behind in this one. As I mentioned earlier, the Rams didn't take advantage and put us away. They only scored 20 points themselves, and we right. ended up scoring at 12. So right. it wasn't like one of those games where we were behind 20 down, like last week, down 20 or anything like that, where we had to throw ourselves back into the game. No, this was a game going into the last, you know, portion of the fourth quarter. We score an actual score, not another field goal. Right. They're they're on alert. You know, we could actually come back and, and win this one uh, like we did last week. But I have no idea. Like if you said to me, okay, here's your information as you put out the stats and everything. What do you think their plan of attack was for this game? What do you think the game plan was? I would have to throw my hands up and say, I have absolutely no idea because it wasn't like they came out to establish the run and did this and, 
you know, dynamic. They were it was it was as bad. And then once again, Jay, man, if you get points for catching balls and being on the sideline and running out of bounds, we'd have won this game fifty to to, to, to ten because yeah. every pass is to it's three yards deep to the sideline. Guys catching it, either getting tackled or pushed out of bounds real quick. We took a couple of shots. You and you mentioned fifty eight pass attempts, and I would imagine the average length down the field had to be in single digits. You you had a couple deep passes that we tried. Those that weren't effective, minus those, everything was three to the right, three to the left. Bubble screen here, bubble screen to the left. Yeah, it was yeah. there's not even an attempt to throw the ball up the field. So I'm I'm at a total and yeah, I'm just at a total loss. <laughs> I have no idea. So let's uh, I'm gonna take it another step further to pick your brain. The twenty nine percent. 29.3%. So that number is based upon out of the 58 attempts, um, um, Brown, Marquise Brown was targeted 17 times. 29% is that, um, we know we want him to be targeted more as right now he's in that, 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 that number one receiver position, but is 29% too much. Even if, I mean, I'm talking about it, regardless of the team that you're on, do you want your, your number one wide receiver to be targeted 29% of the time? No. And I don't know, you know, I, I, he had 14 receptions, 140 yards. And anybody would say, wow, that's a heck of a game. Right. There was no production in those 140 yards. Mm, is that that's like empty calories, right? It's empty calories. I mean, you might as well go ahead and have a, you know, was it uh Michelob Ultra? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, I mean, it tastes like beer, but yeah. you know, yeah. it, it, like I said, there's a lot of yards, but there was no productivity in those yards. Meaning downfield, he caught a bunch of balls. Right at the sticks, you know, it wasn't like, you know, here's the other thing, Jay, where's the yak in this offense? Right. You know, the the catch and run. We have right. absolutely zero. And that's, you know, if you're going to be throwing the ball at the line of scrimmage, you got to have dudes that are, I guess, breaking tackles and making things happen up the field. We're, we're not doing any of that. And, you know, kudos to Marquise for the 14 receptions. But like you said, you used it perfectly, empty calories. I didn't see a whole lot of, uh, you know, benefit from – you know, targeting him that much. I was more impressed with Dortch again than I was anybody else. It seems like he's the, one, the only one going up the field and making some things happen. What about the drops? We had quite a few drops, especially out of the backfield. There were some drops there. And I don't know if you saw this, but there were, and again, I'm just trying, I'm trying to, trying to rely upon my, my partner and his experience here. If a quarterback is throwing it too high. Are they, are they maybe not planning their back foot? Is that what's going on? Cause there were a couple of times where I saw where Kyler, especially there was the play where they were trying to get the, they were real close to the end zone, had to settle for a field goal. And he was just a little bit too high with, was trying to get it to the back of the end zone. He was a couple uh, too high on, a, on trying to convert a fourth, uh, a fourth, uh, a fourth down. And I saw that a couple of times. Is that because he's not just stepping into it because maybe he's scared. Maybe he's, he's, he's starting to hear footsteps, so to speak, because he's not trusting his offensive line, perhaps. I would say that's a, uh, an element of your mechanics, your footwork okay. is, <clears throat> and that could be from a, a bunch of different things. It could be he's hearing things. It could be because it, as they just haven't put enough work in where he, he's just, everything is fluid and flawless right now. You got to remember, we keep saying this, Jay, this is week three of the preseason for the Cardinals. Mm. They, they didn't get enough snaps in during the, you know, the preseason for me. Right. And now they're all just trying to figure it out. Timing, 
the offensive line and the blocking schemes, um, you know, uh, just everything. Just it just seems like they're off a little bit. And for Kyler, you you, I mean, it does look like he is. He's not. He's just not quite there right now. It's just not feeling comfortable because there were a couple of times when they even mentioned it on the broadcast. He was throwing off his back foot instead of plant and you know push off and nice good stride and boom you zip that thing in there so there's just a whole bunch of things that are off i you know i would just say that if you're not putting in maximum work you're gonna you know still be at this level and you know a few we give them a few weeks you know correct some of those things you know if we can continue on with good practices and stuff like that but it's just for me it's just a rusty team it's a uh, nothing seems like it's gelling from front right. to back. You know, our our front our offense line, uh, we're still not getting to the quarterback at all. Um, got one know, sack, one sack, one, but you're but very sack. much so. I know. Yeah, I yeah. You. One if you one sack. Oh, okay. <laughs> we just, oh, we was in his lap all day long. You know. Okay. Nah. And I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, we t- we all talk about Stafford as as great a quarterback as he can be he's that dude that will give you one or two just like kyler will when you like one of those head scratchers yes. if you get in his head and make him we didn't do that we never got to the point where you know we got close a few times but we didn't ever get to the point where we were we thought man they are getting after him they got one sack you know you're not gonna uh, uh these quarterbacks are too good if you're not putting uh, uh, an ample amount of pressure on them well, what about the and so since we started talking a little bit about the offensive side of the ball for the for the Rams, that would then lead to the defensive side of the ball for the Cardinals. I mean, okay, so I'm not saying he was a game breaker, but six targets for this gentleman, four receptions, 44 yards. They do know that Cooper Cup is a wide receiver that's on the other team, and that they target him quite a bit to be able to maybe set up some things so that if you're looking for Cooper Cup, then you have a Higby and all these other players that start to get balls as well, right? I'm just thinking that how did this dude? How do you let this dude get open all the time? I, I, I again, I, I haven't played, but I'm just looking on the outside, looking in, saying, how's this dude getting open? You know what it is, Jay? It's game planning. Mm. If you notice Cooper Cup, they lined him up in the backfield. They yes. had him in some of these funky motions. That touchdown. That touchdown. touchdown. It was, yeah, it was. They the, had the uh, jet sweeps and different that, things. Yeah. Here's the thing: if if I know you're going to double and triple team me, what am I going to do? I'm not going to let you know where I'm at to the last second. So you have to roll your coverages or you know do different things. You might have to have somebody over the top. Uh, because you're not not sure where I'm going to be lining up or which direction I'm going. What does that do, Jay? That opens up other, other opportunities for your other guys. So yeah. in a game where Cooper was not that effective by his numbers, he was effective because it opened up opportunities for Higby and some of the others. Yeah, and that I mean that's exact. That's what I call a, a good game plan when you know what they're going to do to you, and you can counter it. And then when you get the opportunity, take your shot to a Cooper because he did miss one late in the game. Uh, Stafford laid it over the top down there toward the end zone. Yeah. And I, I, you don't see Cooper drop that many. So, you know, it was one of those things where they finally saw an opportunity, took their shot. But in the meantime, it was, you know, it wasn't one of those situations where, well, they're going to try to take him away. We're just going to keep trying to get it to him until we get it to him. No, they were using him in different motions, different you know ways in their offense. And they were always like, and I guarantee you, up top, they're yeah. watching how we're reacting to certain things because the second you fall asleep on him, 
Mm. That's when they're like, hey, that's why they got those dudes up there with the binoculars looking down <laughs> and watching everything because they want to see, hey, we did some play action on this side or we did this, and they might be losing focus on Cooper. So, you know, this might be our time to take a shot. We got, I think we got them slipping and slip, slipping, you know, that type of thing. But and but that's the, the the flow of a game. It's all about adjustments, watching what's going on, and then when it's time, you take your shots. But in the meantime, not trying to force it just because he used Cooper Cup and we have to get him the ball thirty times. No, that's not the case. Okay, so so we know did the defense. So Zayvon Collins, he was out of position a couple of times. I, I believe I saw the green dot on his helmet, so I believe he was calling the defense was anything positive that you saw to take away from the defensive side of the ball. Um, I still, at times we're just not getting that, that pass rush. Um, some, I saw some things in the first half, but I wonder, again, I just wonder if it's a mental thing where you're the defense and you get off the field a couple of times and you give it to the offense and the offense says, Oh, we, we didn't know you wanted us to stay on the field. We thought you wanted to go back on the field. And so they, <laughs> they go three and out or a really, very short, a very short drive. Did you see anything that stuck out in a positive way on the defensive side of the ball? I would say as much Jay, the fact that we held the Rams to 20 points, part of that was. And this, and they didn't, and like you said, the Rams didn't do anything great. They didn't, they didn't do, do anything, anything great. great to be able yeah. to say, I don't know why we lost that. That's probably the most frustrating thing as a, as a player or more specifically as a coach, but go ahead. I, this is one of those games where you have to take advantage of what you were given. Yes. And when I say that, I'm, I'm saying like, if you'd have said to me, Hey, we're going to hold uh, Stafford and cup and acres and all that. We're going to hold them to 20 points. If they, we'd have said that prior to the game, I'd have been like, well, we won that one. We, we definitely won that one. The problem is once again, it's one of those situations they where it seems like, we always talk about it in baseball. One day the pitch is coming out and they'll throw a dime for you. You know, right. nine innings only gave up one run. And that was a manufactured run. Like somebody got a single, they bunted him over uh, in the uh, infield or fielder's choice. And then next thing, somebody just got a single through the, the, the hole. They got their one run. And meanwhile, the offense just dribbled down the leg. Couldn't even put a, get us a couple across the plate. And then the next day you go out, the offense puts, 12 on the board and we give up 13, you know, and right. let's, let's throw this caveat in there, Jay. We had a punt block yes. to start the game off. Yes. I always say, if your special teams aren't going to win a game for you, please just don't lose it for me. You look back at that play and the fact that we, I think we got off the field only giving up a field goal, yes. but that was almost like tone setter. And you just, you can't do that. And I, you know, I, as far as the defense, I mean, they did their job, I guess, if you want to say, you know, we only gave up 20 points. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Maybe the, the Rams didn't play inspired today. They played well, just well enough yeah. on all sides of the ball to win the game. We played just well enough on all sides of the ball to lose the game. Oh, 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 yeah, that's oh, man, that's that's <laughs> I think that's that's powerful. There. That's powerful. Kind of says so- it all, really. So you know? would you play so more on the more on the coaching and the game plan, right? Or would you say mm. it's a, it, it, there's enough of that malaise to be spread around to players, including coaching staff? This was a group effort, bro. This was one of those ones where I don't think you can point to any one person or one side of the ball to say that we lost this game. This was this was 
a group effort here. You know, uh, 12, to only score 12, uh, to give up that block on the special teams. Uh, we had some opportunities to get off the field defensively. And, you know, for, you know, we come out in the second half and we stop them. We get the ball and I'm like, wow, as bad as this is, you know, was it 13 six? I was like, we got an actual opportunity yeah. to jump and take this lead and who knows where. And we just, we could never put it together to stop them when we needed to. When they decided they were going to go down and put some points on the board, they did it. And they, it's almost, and think about this, Jay. They fumbled on the one yard line. Yeah. Acres. And I mean, that was, I mean, that gave us life. That was almost like somebody brought those little paddles in clear. It almost gave us life. But at the same time, we were still, we were still never in it. But that, that score would have, that would have just, if it was, you know, field goals, one thing, but they scored a touchdown there. That was game set match. But we had, we got a, an opportunity. We still couldn't cash in from there. And so coming up, so when we, on the, on our next show, we'll be talking about the Panthers. I mean, you talked about identity and going into the season. I didn't think that we talked about the, the question marks we have for the defensive side of the ball. So, so if nothing else, I thought the identity would be, we are going to be a team that puts points on the board. Yeah. And and that has not been the case. They have to self-assess the, the all those in the offensive room starting with the offensive coordinator and the coach needs to talk to the offensive coordinator maybe standing in the mirror talking to yourself just going back and forth just talking and answering questions to be because there's something that's holding you back from not taking the next step if it's you trying to be trying to be malleable and pliable so my quote my quarterback maybe doesn't like being under center so I'll, I'll do this offense without it to, and that makes you very much offensively one-dimensional because people know what you're going to do before you do it as long as you can and that and i know you saw the, saw the little graphic that they put up all they're trying to do is corral kyler murray that's all they're trying to do and, and that and if they can do that and just contain him they'll be fine because we know that he's not going to get up under center and say we're going to run it down your throat because they just don't do that it has to be a self-assessment that goes on and this is typically what you find that happens mid-season not midway through the first quarter of the season when when they showed that graphic on TV, you know, sometimes you almost like one. You know, I got two bad shoulders, so I can't be doing too much pat myself on the back. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I might pat myself on the side or something like that. Yeah. When I saw that graphic, I was like, what have we been talking about? All, we saw how they attacked us last year or earlier this year in the playoff game. Contain. You send your guys on the edges up. Make sure they contain. Keep them in the pocket. Put some pressure on them. Which they, and here's the thing. Everybody can try to game plan that. There are certain teams that, that they, I mean, that's just their DNA. When you got uh, Aaron Donald in the middle and you got those guys coming off the edges, you set that, you know, that, that perimeter. And that's, um, you know, like we would have to come up with, I mentioned even last week, moving his target a little bit, you know, maybe a little more under center. Or if you're going to come from the uh, shotgun, forget all this read option stuff where he's now sitting duck in there in the pocket, maybe do some automatic rollouts, so you can get guys up the field and clear zones, you know, passing lanes and stuff like that for them. Right. The Rams have gotten it down, man. We, you know, and I know other teams will try to 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 to, to duplicate it, whether they can or can't, is according to personnel and scheme and stuff like that. But they've figured it out. They've kind of gotten the book on Kyler, and if others follow, you know, we're going to have to make some adjustments with this offense. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray uh, together. And here's the thing, Jay, these quarterbacks have 
a lot of say in what they're going to do these days. Right. And I think in this case, Kyler has too much say because he's not, I don't think he, he's too comfortable with what he wants to do. I'm not sure if Kingsbury can tell him, Hey, this is what we're going to do moving forward. And, you know, if we're going to continue to keep him in shotgun, um, this fake motion or the handoffs and stuff like that, he's a sitting target, sitting duck for me in that uh, pocket all the time. All right. So it's unfortunate. It's one of those just, they were never in it. You never got the feeling that they were in it. They fall 20 to 12 to what was, Again, I mean, how many games have they lost in a row here at State Farm Stadium? That home field advantage, protect the nest, that is that is that is a memory. It's a distant memory now because there were so many people. You could hear if you were if you were paying attention and watching the broadcast or if you're listening on radio or however you were consuming the game, there were a lot of Rams fans there. Because it's only a hop, skip, and a jump from here to, yeah. to Southern California. There were a lot of Rams there. You got to do what you can do to get that home that home field advantage back. But more specifically, you have to. It's one of those things where you go in to the coach and say, "All right, coach, maybe I don't I don't want to do it, but I will do it because it's going to help us win and get better by mixing up what I'm where I'm going. If I if you if I'm dribbling the basketball and I go right all the time." Then you would you, you're gonna you're you're going to block my right. You're gonna get in front of me and make me go left. So until I until I get better at going left, then that's all you're gonna do. And so it's the same thing when it comes to being in the center or being in the shotgun and being able to mix it up, even if you're running the same five, six, seven plays, but just a different look. You know, and one thing, Jay, I just you know we Kingsbury has got to do a better job of prep and adjusting. And whatever the game plan, you know, I'm not sure if he's just stuck in, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it till uh, it's proven it can't work. I think somebody should tap on his shoulder and say, hey, Cliff, some of the stuff that you're doing is not working. We need to revamp a little bit. You know, it's just, uh, it's, it's very frustrating because, you know, such high hopes for this team and especially for this offense. We just, yeah, especially I mean, the offense, especially, especially the, the offense. offense. Yeah. And, to be this lackluster, bro, where we're, you know, not scoring a touchdown in a game, down 20 nothing at the end of one half, never in the Chiefs game. It's just we 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 thought we would get better than this. And it's just it's just not good right now. All right, man. So that on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. We bring you this every two days a week, so Mondays and Thursdays. So tell a friend to tell a friend. As always, pre- we are presented by Bet Online, and we always like to say around this time, uh, you can. Till we see you again, say be easy out there. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.